This is SR1. Talkative. Magazine on air. Here's the thing. We started out friends. It was cool, but it was all pretend. Hello, hello, loyal News Talk STL listeners. You are listening to Talkative. I'm Anna, and this week I have a special surprise guest with me. Emily is out of town, so I have my friend Nika. Hi! (laughs) So Nika and I, we know each other in the weirdest way, honestly. Turns out we went to the same high school. We just graduated a year apart, like, so that she was out before I came in. Right. So we missed each other there, but we only pieced this together because we ended up working together at a restaurant, a local restaurant, and um, we're diehard high school fans. So. Oh my gosh, why did I totally skip out on the restaurant part and went straight to when we started working at our old high school together? Yeah, and that's Forgot about the restaurant part. No, well, wow. it's weirder than that because we worked at the restaurant together and then this job opening came up at our old high school and we both applied. We right. both applied for this job and Nika got the job and I didn't. And so she was there for a year and then moved into a different position and the old position opened back up. So I reapplied. So we worked together at the restaurant and then we actually ended up working together at our old high school. And yeah, small world. Small world. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so like weird. I totally like put that in the back of my mind, the restaurant. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Still not over that part. I know. So we go way back now. I mean, to be honest though, it's been eight years or yeah. something since we've known each other, Crazy. which is wild to me. But I wanted to have Nika on because we are into a lot of the same things, entertainment-wise, conservative, news-wise, and uh, mm-hmm, I just mm-hmm. thought she'd be a great person to add some flavor while Emily's out of town. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for thinking of me. I, I'm yeah. super happy to be here. Awesome. So we are going to give you a little overview of what's in this week's issue. Then we're going to jump into our headline highlights and then we'll get into the rest of the show. So perfect. this week's issue, I sifted through all of the ridiculous entertainment news and am giving you only the best of the best. Then we're going to get into who sang it better. It's a battle of the belters this week. And you're going to be so surprised when you hear who these two artists are. Ooh. <laughs> We are going to throw it back to Princess Diaries 2 info. And apparently this movie was way more significant than I gave it credit for. Then we're going to jump into mom things because I have another fellow mom here. So I thought we could get into some of the nitty gritty details that we can bounce off each other. And then we'll end with, actually, we won't end with weekly recs. But uh, I do have a weekly rec correction from last week. So stick around for that. So starting right with our headline highlights. I came across Jane Fonda this week on The View, and it's really a shame that she's such a crazy nutjob leftist because I love some of her old movies, but Jane Fonda is a nutjob. (laughs) And she was on The View this week talking about abortion rights, which, by the way, isn't a thing. And her her quote, her tongue-in-cheek quote, was that we should murder pro-life politicians to protect the right to murder children. We have experienced many decades now of having agency over our body, of being able to determine when and how many children to have. We know what that feels like. We know what that's done for our lives. We're not going back. I don't care what the laws are. We're not going back. We're I, not going to do it. Besides, besides marching and, and protesting, what else do you suggest? Well, well it doesn't happen murder. overnight. It's not a miraculous... <laughs> what did you say? Murder. <laughs> She's kidding. 
quick. First of all, why is the view still on TV? Please, <laughs> somebody <great> tell question. me. <laughs> I, I like actually though. Besides the viral clips of them saying stupid things, who's sitting down and watching this show? Literally, who? I don't. I don't know. I guess this is where middle-aged liberal women get their dose of nut job crazy news. <laughs> nut I don't job know news. What? Right. <laughs> uh, the irony of Jane Fonda's statement please i know seek help and, well and immediately the hosts are like oh no don't say that you know this clip is going to get pulled and they're all going to talk about how you said that we should murder pro-life politicians yes obviously she was probably saying that sarcastically and as a joke but also how ironic that you would be like no we should murder a politician for being pro-life so that we can continue to murder children i just all i can do is shake my head anymore i know speaking of abortion chris rock this week came out with a new special and I didn't watch it. I've seen clips of it. I've heard other people talk about it. I probably will watch it. But Same. but what I've seen is this one clip specifically where he talks about abortion and how he demands a dead baby when he goes and, you know, he's paid for so many women's abortions. Whenever I pay for an abortion, I request a dead baby. Sometimes I call up the doctor like a hitman. Is it done? And then he, you know, goes on to say basically that he believes that, you know, we should protect these rights. He's got two daughters and he loves them, but he would love for them to have the ability to have an abortion if they need it. And what I actually saw was this clip of him being played while Lila Rose, who is the head of um, Live Action, mm -hmm. which is a pro-life organization, she was dissecting it. And I thought she said what she said was really eloquent, which is basically that he's really good at satire. Yes. And so while this may have been an offensive, disgusting joke, right, to say, you know, I demand a dead baby when I pay for an abortion, it was also just, he's calling it what it is. It, I mean, he was being honest, which is that that's what you expect. Right, so, right. People are saying, you know, in the comments of that video that I watched um, of Lila Rose, people are saying, oh, well, if you're actually offended by what he said maybe you need to take a deeper look at why you're so offended like right we are offended because he's calling out a fact but you've never actually pieced that together that that's what happens exactly or you or you've just intentionally played dumb because it's easier to say my body my choice than to say oh except it's not my body so where does that leave me exactly exactly in lighter news Katy Perry on American Idol this week, they were playing auditions. This girl comes in, 25-year-old mom of three auditioning, and this girl is cute as a button. She's like this crazy redhead looking super cute and sweet and young. And Katy Perry came across as a real jerk during her audition. So this girl's clearly nervous. She's totally starstruck by Katy and by Lionel Richie and Luke Bryan, but specifically Katy Perry. She's like, oh my God, Katy Perry. And she makes a joke because Katy gets up and she's like oh my god you're a mom of three and Katy Perry gets up and looks like horrified by that fact because she's so young and she looks like she's gonna fake faint on the table and the girl goes if Katy Perry lays down on this table right now I'm just gonna pass out and Katy says girl I think you've been laying on the table too much my name is Sarah Beth and I'm 25 and I'm from California you cannot be 25 what are you saying yes 16 I mean come on bless you guys are my favorite. Give us a real, give I us have, a basic. I have three kids, so that's like, Get what? away from here. What are you saying? <laughs> you okay, Katie? Nope. It's okay. If Katie lays on the table, I think I'm going to pass out. Three kids. <laughs> How do you been laying on the table too much? You know. You know. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Excuse me? Right. Uh, hmm. Yeah. 
that wasn't all though so the girl goes on to have her audition she's a good singer she's got a good voice and katie just continually makes comments the whole time you know is this your dream because there's plenty of other people behind you that this is their dream you know if this isn't your dream you need to go is this your dream um is it now uh, if it's not your dream, you, you might need to leave because there's a lot of dreams behind you. Right. Literally, I'm still processing. I can't even, like, answer. Like, this is so much. Ah, uh, let's hear All this. All right, well, let's... <laughs> why don't you freak us out, Freaky Friday? Which, and she's totally sweet and starstruck, and Katie is just being catty and rude and inserting herself in my mind where she does not belong absolutely not like i I just can't get over the fact that these celebrities just think they can say whatever they want Mm -hmm. to these people who are regular people like yeah you can probably get away with saying it to another celebrity Haley and selena drama that's a whole nother thing (laughs) but i know like this young girl who's just i know literally trying to make it big for herself and her family i know you know you're gonna ask mama three if this is her dream it's like she has other priorities like yes of course this might be something she wants for herself and that she's wanted but to ask her in that moment to put this thing first and foremost is just totally unfair It's it's totally unfair Right. And eventually it goes to a vote. You know, they get to vote on if they let her through with a ticket or not. And you need two of the three to vote you yes. Luke Bryan goes first and he says, yes, you know, I think I have a good feeling about you. He votes yes. Lionel goes second. And he says, you know what? I just I don't know that you are ready for this, that you are that committed to it. And so he votes no. And then it comes down to Katie. And you're thinking, well, she's been horrible to her this whole audition. She's going to vote no. She doesn't. She votes yes. So the girl gets through. And but Frank. Frankly, I don't know why Katie did that because clearly she was super unimpressed and she was totally rude to her. And I mean, I feel like this is almost like a hazing moment. Like, I'm going to let you through just to prove to you how hard it's going to be. Yeah. I mean, I I, did, I watched the clips, but I didn't know that she actually got through. Yeah. But also like back to even Lionel saying things like, oh, I just don't know if this is, you know, what you want to do. Stop telling people what they do and don't want to do. Right. Like this was you a, don't know. This was a big deal to fly all this way to do this audition, especially when she's got three young kids like someone had to watch those kids while she made this big trek. She wants it bad enough to do all that and coordinate all this and ask family or whoever to watch her kids. And, you know, this wasn't a light decision to make. Right. You know, I I know. I hate it. I just feel so offended on her behalf. Same. So speaking of being offended or being offensive, rather, it seems that there's a rumor going around that Anna Winter is not going to invite the Car Jenners, the Kardashians and Jenners, to the Met Gala this year. Drama! I know, I'm loving this, mostly because I find them so horribly tacky. They are just the family that will never go away. (laughs) No, never. It's awful. Didn't they just recently start getting invited to the Met, like... Last year. Just last, last year that Last was? year was the first year that all of them got invited. If you forgot, last year was also the year that Kim Kardashian wore the famous Marilyn Monroe dress in a move that horrified literally the whole country. I just cannot How with that. How dare I know. You can. <laughs> well, it was this ridiculous thing where she lost a bunch of weight so she could fit into the dress and she had to be so careful with it so as not to rip it or remove any rhinestones. She had to have a team of people, gloved people, to get her into this thing. And tacky 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 so far the rumors haven't been confirmed that they are actually not invited but the fact that it's a rumor at all tells me that should happen (laughs) that other people are also thinking like this is supposed to be an exclusive event with you know the fanciest most snooty high fashion people and these reality tv stars just don't make the cut 
No, and I feel like the Kardashians and Jenners, I feel like their dynasty is coming to an end. I freaking hope so. It's wild to me, though, speaking of the Kardashians and Jenners. There's a new couple on the radar in Hollywood, and this ties into the Kardashian Jenners. So Avril Lavigne is now dating Tyga. And if these people are not people you know, Avril Lavigne uh, was a big deal singer in the early 2000s, skater boy and um, complicated and all these songs that she had that you would know if you heard. Tyga, I honestly don't know anything about him professionally. What I know about him is that he used to date Kylie Jenner. They have children together. And uh, the weirder tie-in, though, is that Avril Lavigne used to date Brody Jenner. And yeah, I did not know that. Okay, yeah. So this is wild. Apparently, they even went to Kim Kardashian's first wedding together. They were like a couple couple. Yeah. What? Okay, isn't this wild? So so Avril Lavigne dated Brody Jenner, who's obviously one of the Jenners. And then Tyga dated Kylie. Kylie. And then (laughs) this is so weird, too. Then Tyga dated Black China. Black China dated Rob Kardashian, and they have a child together. It is the most jumbled, hot mess of incestuous relationships. And like the most random people in the celebrity world, Avril and Tyga. I know. I'm thinking how on earth. But I guess they run in similar circles, and then there's some connection. So as of two weeks ago, Avril was actually engaged to this artist called Mod Sun. I've never heard of him. Um, I looked him up because I was like, what the heck is his deal? I've not even heard this name. Me neither. <laughs> Here's what it, I laughed out loud when I read this. This was on Wikipedia. Oh, boy. It says Mod Sun has released five mixtapes and three EPs throughout his solo career. His style of music has been described as hippie hop. Hippie hop. <laughs> hmm. Uh, Happy hmm. Easter, hippie hop. Right. You sound out of touch. I don't <laughs> I don't know what you do, but apparently he was totally caught off guard by the fact that he and Avril were even broken up. He, oh they, their engagement ended two weeks ago, and he was like, well, if our engagement's over, that's news to me. Meanwhile, Avril's caught kissing Tyga at Paris Fashion Week. What the heck? I don't understand what's happening. Everything is off the rails. My brain hurts right now. I know. Okay, one last goofy story uh, in another kind of throwback sort of fashion, high nostalgia. There is a book coming out later this year that I probably honestly won't read, but I just think it's hilarious that it's coming out in the first place. It's an unauthorized oral history of Polly Pocket. Okay. Yeah, so... You've caught my interest. <laughs> so this this woman is like a crazy Polly Pocket collector and fangirl and... She has done a deep dive into the history of Polly Pocket and the mega success it was for Mattel. And she's releasing a whole book about the history of the tiny dolls. And cue the Netflix documentary (laughs) coming in 2024. Right. I know. I would probably watch that. Same. I mean, I, yeah. So uh, it's going to be called The Legacy of Polly Pocket, Mattel's Micro Moneymaker. And it comes out in September. So... I would tell you to pre-order, but it's probably not It's probably not going to be that riveting of a read, to be honest. But the fact that this is so big historically now, I feel like... Oh, don't yeah. say that. Now I feel I know. really old. Well, you heard about American Girl. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're 90s yeah. dolls. Yeah. Uh-huh. Part of the historical collection. So apparently we are just aging like fine wine. <laughs> finest. The finest. Yes. All right. We are headed into a break. So thanks for sticking with us. You're listening to Talkative. Guess you never felt that way. 
Talkative. Magazine on air. Talkative. Hey guys, we are back. It's Anna and I'm here with Nika. <laughs> Hello. So we are going to jump into a Who Sang It Better segment. I'm not the kind of man who So Nika, how this goes is I've found a song that we know, and it turns out that there's an original version and there's a cover version, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about each one, and we're going to listen to them, and then at the end, we're going to vote and decide which one we like better. Love it. Okay, so this week, our Who Sang It Better is a battle between Kelly Clarkson and Avril Lavigne. Stop. Yeah, so this is wild, and I actually was really confused about how to classify which one was the original and which one was the cover, because the song is Breakaway, and you know it from Kelly Clarkson, as I do. I'm right. sure. Iconic. Yeah. Iconic. Exactly. So Kelly Clarkson released this song as a single for the Princess Diaries 2 soundtrack. And yeah, which I didn't realize. <laughs> okay. Yeah. First of all, wow, that's a flashback. <laughs> exactly. So it was part of the soundtrack. And then it was such a hit that she actually released it as a single and then named her second album Breakaway because the song was so successful. So that's the story behind Kelly Clarkson's version. However, Avril Lavigne actually wrote the song and uh, she wrote it for her first album, Let Go. It just, when time came to release the album, she realized it didn't fit with the rest of the tracks that she had recorded. So she didn't put it on the album and then it, that's when it got handed to kelly clarkson who obviously made it a smash hit so kind of wild right it's like two complete opposite ends of the spectrum and i'm a little shook at that right now i know avril just and here's this is gonna blow your mind too it's been 20 years since avril lavigne released her first album let go stop yeah <laughs> which yeah if you didn't feel old now you feel old oh my god Avril just released a 20th anniversary edition of that album, and she recorded six songs for it that were additional bonus tracks, including Breakaway. So you're going to get to hear Kelly Clarkson's version, which for purposes of this recording, I'm going to call the original because she's the first one that released it as a single. And then we're also going to play Avril's version, and you're going to get to see how it was written and intended to sound, and then how Kelly Clarkson adapted it all right so we're gonna start with kelly clarkson's break away right now Okay, we're going to cut right before the chorus. <laughs> I know you can't see Nika right now, but she was jamming. Oh, man. I was really <laughs> vibing to that. Okay. Yes. So 
first verse, Kelly Clarkson. I think we all know this. It was a mega single for her. Mega. Yeah, back in like 2004. But uh, yeah, I mean, I never was a huge Kelly Clarkson fan. I mean, she's got an amazing voice, amazing range. But I just never like super got into her music. Me neither. I mean, like I'm listening to that song and I was just obviously really just vibing to it. And I'm like, (laughs) wait, did I like Kelly Clarkson? I'm trying to think. But yeah, I feel the same. Yeah. Wasn't a big fan. Yeah. So... I mean, this was a huge song. I knew it. I can't say I loved it, but I definitely associate it with Kelly Clarkson. Like, this is one of those songs, as someone that's not a huge fan of hers and doesn't know her whole discography, this is a familiar song to me. Yes. And for me, am I blown away by the song? Not necessarily, but it brings back memories of a certain time of my life. I think that's why I'm really liking it. I'm yeah. feeling like really nostalgic <laughs> right now. Exactly. So I'm curious to see what Avril does with it because I don't have that association with her and I don't know if I'm going to love the song as much when she does it so we're gonna jump into avril i'm pumped for this one avril verse one breakaway grew up in a small town and when the snow would fall down i just stare out my Okay, so verse one from Avril. I mean, they're pretty much straight comparisons. Straight comparisons, except for she said when the snow would fall down instead of when the rain would fall down. Oh, maybe that's the Canadian in her. Maybe it is. Yeah, but (laughs) good catch. Wow. (laughs) You know these lyrics better Mm -hmm, than I do. mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, but I will say I, I like Avril's voice a lot. I do too. And I don't know. I feel like lately I've been listening to a lot of like my old emo punk songs like while I've been working out and stuff and that I don't know I was just that really hit different I know (laughs) I I, yeah so far I'm liking Avril's take and I mean I guess that makes sense because she wrote the song so true it was yeah so her her thing from the get-go even if we didn't know that um but I'm curious to see what they do with the chorus because I feel like this is such a belty one for Kelly and I don't consider Avril such a belter I don't either like is it gonna be like that that little shriek that little shrill in the the back of the throat you know that they do I'm yes the emo thing yes I'm excited okay so here's Kelly's chorus breakaway Okay, now we're going to go just straight into Avril's. Okay, 
So chorus to chorus. Again, like neither one of them are doing anything drastically different. They're not. I mean, Kelly has her own sound. Everyone mm-hmm. has her own sound. She's got that like video game character sound, you know, like that little bit <laughs> yeah. nasally. Yeah. But I like it. I don't know. I do too. I feel like it just depends on the mood that you're in. That's fair. I guess maybe for me, what I'm feeling right now is that I I never got into this song with Kelly. I was an Avril fan, though. Like, I did love her music in, like, grade school, middle school. I was an Avril fan, and I still am an Avril fan, I guess, because I'm really liking her voice on this one. And maybe it just makes more sense to me as a kind of punky song than it ever did as, like, a... I don't really even know what kind of genre I'd call Kelly. I guess maybe that's why I never vibed with her. I know. I know. I I think it's just bringing back a lot of good feels listening to Avril. Yeah, I <laughs> maybe that's it. The nostalgia is taking over my my perception and my choices right now. Yeah. Okay. So I guess let's see what happens next. If it goes into verse two or do a chorus, I'm gonna skip that, and we're gonna skip to what happens after the chorus and see if they they change anything and do anything drastically different there. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. That was the bridge for Kelly. Let's hear the bridge for Avril. I already can tell you, I think this is going to go great for Avril. I already know. <laughs> I know. Again, like not anything stand up. This is almost a hard comparison because no one's doing anything very different. <laughs> I'm just laughing because uh, drumming was just like, I was ready. I was ready. <laughs> ready and I cut you and now you can't get into it. <laughs> I know. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, they're not doing anything different. But Kelly, like that was her song. That's it was when you hear that song, you just know it's Kelly Clarkson. I know, but it's making so much more sense to me now. I feel like I heard Kelly's version all the time and I was just like, I don't get what she's going for here i don't know what the vibe is like the messaging doesn't sound like she's particularly connecting with it to me and now i hear avril do it and i'm like oh this makes sense like you're punky you're angsty you're a teen that feels like pent up and stuck and so i'm like okay well these lyrics make sense because it sounds like you're like god i just want to get out you know i feel that for her i know to it (laughs) well part of it and this is probably not fair because this is a supposed to be a song to song comparison but I have this pulled up on YouTube. That's how we're playing these back to back. And the Kelly one is just a generic lyric video that's yeah. popping up like anybody could have made on PowerPoint. The Avril one is the official lyric video for this song. And they've done a fantastic job with it because it's like notebook paper and her scrawled handwriting. And yes. then it's cutting like the pages are ripping and it's cutting to her performing, you know, some of her other songs in the background. And it fits the vibe. They did a very good job with this lyric it's video. It's that early 2000s. I'm angry. I'm, I'm just yeah. gonna rip this paper and sing these songs <laughs> about breaking out yeah and I you know scribble hearts all over my page but they're like in black ink so because I'm dark it's not like a cutesy heart it's a dark heart I know like, like are we gonna <laughs> give this to Avril because we are 
feeling these feels like, <laughs> like from our time do unfortunately and then I'm stuck too because technically she wrote the song and she did record it although I think this is a re-recording for the 20th anniversary edition I think this is a current recording but which almost makes her the original but because Kelly released first I think we're gonna have to call her original and Avril the cover which Fine. feels which feels wrong to me but I feel like I'm gonna Nico what do you think are you voting cover I think I'm voting cover. I think I'm voting cover too. I think that's two for Avril, which shocker because Kelly, I mean, literally named her second album after this single. This was huge for her. And, and yeah, it sounds like it was meant to be Avril all along to me. I know. I, I'm giving it to Avril because I can just feel it. You know, I can just feel it in her voice. Kelly, is, she belts like that's what she does. And that's what the song was kind of like meant for her to do. But mm -hmm. I'm going to interject also just okay. uh, Avril's is better. And yeah. by the way, and by the way um, like did Kelly do that song about getting walking on the sidewalk? Yeah. See, this set her up for that. That's all yeah. this was. This whole break. Wait, which walking yeah. on the sidewalk one? Oh, uh, like, because of you. Oh, I'm yeah, 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 yeah. So I think, I think that that was like, uh, <laughs> right. I think that's what's going on here. I think like, because you're saying like these lyrics don't fit her. Yeah. But it's why she could talk about the sidewalk thing. So her, she owes her career. To, she owes her career, I think, to, to this song. No, uh, you're is right. What, is what I'm concluding. I think I'm just numb to the Kelly one. I know. Mm. It's. I, she just didn't do no, it for it. me. I mean, they both even do the like the background thing. I yeah. know they're, they're, it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. really. Ooh, oh, Ooh, wow. maybe we have to go back into the chorus. All right, we'll we'll play the chorus for Avril. I feel like she deserves it. She's the winner. We'll go. Avril killed it. She has my vote. Yeah. Avril Forever. <laughs> and I'm going to listen to her on the way home. Like, I know. <laughs> she's going to be my listen for the whole week now. I know. Well, now I want to know what else she released on this album. This 20th know. anniversary edition. I know. I'm going to be all throwbacky with it. Oh my God. Forever. Getting in that last chorus when they pulled the music out. I know. And yeah. it was just, oh, um, okay. All right, guys. <laughs> so Avril wins. So stick with us for segment three. Talk to you. Go ahead as you wait. Your days with thinking When you fall Everyone stands Another day and you had Your philosophy Hey guys, Ken Kruger. I've gotten to know These guys really well over the last few years Yes, St. Louis Bath and Renovation They're the most trusted name in bathroom Remodelers in the St. Louis area In fact, if you need bathroom repairs Complete bathroom remodeling or Handyman services Call St. Louis Bath and Renovation at 314-477-6476 or email rob at stlbr.com. That's St. Louis Bath and Renovation. SR1 Sundays.
Okay, guys, welcome back. I am here with Nika, our special guest this week. And, God, we spent that whole break just talking about Avril Lavigne and how we're going to jam to her. <laughs> I know. That was serious throwback for me. And also, it made me realize how much I loved her, and I had forgotten how much I loved her. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm just going to be blaring Skater Boy all the way home <laughs> on repeat. I was just thinking about that song recently, though, and... Really? Like how that could how that could never fly now, like he was a boy, she was a girl. Can I make that any more obvious? Uh, guess what's not obvious anymore, Avril, right. future Avril. I know. How has she not gotten canceled? Good mm. question. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, so I actually want to throw it back in a look at yesterday to something that I came across on Instagram. It was something I had never heard before about Julie Andrews. So Julie Andrews was. I mean, a staple in my childhood, Sound of Music, Mary Poppins. She's just an icon. I love her. Anyway, so she, in 1997, was doing a Broadway run of Victor Victoria. And obviously, she can sing. Like, she has an amazing voice that's been a staple part of her acting and singing career. Um, But while she was doing this run of the show, she realized that she was having issues like her voice was not performing the way it used to so she goes to the doctor she gets this checkup turns out that she's got some lesions on her vocal cords and she was told that she needed surgery to correct that so she thought about it and she was like okay well if this is the only way to do it I'm gonna go ahead and do it so she went and had this vocal surgery it did not go well it it actually went very badly she had scarring that ended up on her vocal cords essentially ruining her singing career. It ended her singing career. I had never heard this. I did not know this. No, I didn't know this either. I figured like the reason I wasn't seeing her perform and things is just because she was an older actress and probably was just aging out or done retiring, you know, with whatever. No, it turns out that her career was cut tragically short because what used to be a four octave range was cut down to five notes. She can say, yeah, no, like her her vocal cords were seriously damaged during the surgery and it ended up being this huge deal because she sued the doctors for not correctly informing her about the risks associated with the procedure. And I think she's a big advocate now for like more research into vocal cord surgeries and what happens. I mean, a few years ago, I know that Adele had gone through some kind of vocal surgery because she's always belting in that low range. And I think she had Mm -hmm. screwed up something with her voice too, but Julie Andrews, like irreparable damage was done to her. And 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 the real kicker, it turns out that she didn't need the surgery, actually. Like this was a bad piece of advice in the first place. She wasn't informed of the risks. And then this happens and it effectively ruins her singing career. So flash forward to 2004 and we are now filming Princess Diaries 2. Mm-hmm. And the director told her, he was like, hey, I really, I think you should sing in this movie. And she was very understandably nervous about it. She, her range is stunted severely. She can't do what she used to do. And so she was super nervous about it. So she resisted the idea of singing and she thought that it would come across as gimmicky and slow down the action in the movie. If you remember in Princess Diaries 2, there's a scene where there's like this big princess slumber party and mm-hmm. they all the girls come and Raven's Moan shows up and mm-hmm, she's a princess mm-hmm. and yeah, she sings with Julie Andrews. So this is the first time that Julie Andrews had done any singing since her surgery seven years prior when 
this went terribly wrong. Yeah, so this was a big deal, and they uh, she eventually agreed to do it. She personally chose Larry Grossman to work on the music for the film, and he specifically wrote a song that was written in a single octave to avoid it being vocally demanding. And um, it was simple, low, and in her five-note range. And then it was supposed to be, it, it's kind of an old-fashioned kind of song, um, so that she was kind of in her comfort zone. Um, but it's really sweet. And when you realize what the song is to her, how emotional of a thing this was, I mean, the, the thing I read about the recording that day was just that everyone that was filming that day was just absolutely deeply moved and touched about this. That's so sweet. Like I'm, I'm getting like a chill up my spine for her. I I know five note range. I know that makes me want to (laughs) cry. Like that. Gosh, thinking of like her whole career and all the songs that she used to sing and that we grew up singing and watching all those children's shows that she was in. I know that's a crazy story. I know. So in case you can't picture or can't imagine the song that we're talking about in Princess Diaries 2, I'm actually going to play her her performance in this so that you get a feel for what a big deal this was when it happened. And it's actually really cute because Raven does part of the song with her and it's kind of hip hoppy and punky and it's a cute moment. Some girls are fair, some are jolly and fit, some have a well-bred air or a well-honed wit. Each one's a jewel with a singular shine A work of art with its own rare design Dear little girl, you are terribly blessed But it's your heart of gold I love the best And that'll be your crowning glory Your whole life through It'll Glorious Some boys can walk, some guys can grow, strike an elegant pose, whether really a close. Some seem to have no faults, but we never like those. No, we don't. He'll your melodious laugh <laughs> call you more lovely than others by half the one who's right my gorgeous prince will be honest and true in me and prize your heart of gold the way i do he'll know that that will be your crowning And then it goes into like this awkward girl dance break. So we're going to cut it there. (laughs) But uh, like that made me tear up when I realized the significance of that scene. It's really sweet. And like just watching it right now, Mm -hmm. since you have it pulled up and looking at Anne Hathaway watching Julie Andrews, I feel Uh, like she's not acting. I feel like she is actually about to cry. I know. Watching Julie Andrews sing. I know. I feel that too. And I saw something too about how, you know, I mean, for Raven, who got to get up on stage and perform hand in hand with Julie Andrews, 
like what an amazing momentous moment this was for her in her career because can you imagine that's i mean she's an icon she's a legend and i mean to get to do that and then to have it not only just be a song that you get to perform but like the first song she's performed that was you know a big leap of faith for her to take with this production just uh, i love that i know i that made me like super emotional when I saw that. And I was like, oh my God, I had no idea that Julie Andrews went through all that. Right. I mean, so, gosh, wow. What a whirlwind. Oh, she's amazing. She is. On a lighter note, we are going to, or maybe not a lighter note. We'll find out, I guess. We're going to talk about some mom things because for a change of pace here, Nika is also a mom. She's got mom two things. young kids. Mom things. So how old are your children? My son is two and a half and my daughter is 10 months old. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so fun. Is it? (laughs) (laughs) No, it is. It is so fun. Which, which, which age is harder? Do you think? Man, honestly, my son, my two and a half year old is a (laughs) lot. He has a lot of energy, but now my 10 month old, she like, she just wants to keep up with him. I believe it. She's a nut. Like she is a true <laughs> certified nut is what I say. They're both <laughs> they're, equally as They're just like wild children. Yes. I feel like from what I see you post on social media, I'm like, oh my God, Nika has her hands full. I do. And it's so yeah. not fair because my husband and I are very calm people, I would say. And I'm like, why <laughs> did we have these crazy nut children? But I don't know. I've seen pictures of you as a kid too, though. And I feel like you... You might be calm now, but I feel like there was like wild child Nika in there somewhere. That's probably fair. Yeah. So I wanted to, I I never have another mom here to bounce things off of. One thing that I've been struggling with personally is just, I mean, not that I'm all about TV time for my toddler, but sometimes it's nice to have a thing that you can throw on and you're like, I know this is vetted and it's safe and there's, first of all, nothing creepy in the messaging and there's no weird you know agenda being pushed Mm -hmm. but I struggle to find shows these days that I trust and that are accessible because there's like a pay wall on everything and I'm not paying for Disney plus and I'm not you know paying for all the services do you have any go-to shows that you use for your kids it's so tough I mean my son has Mm -hmm. been on a Nickelodeon kick with his little (laughs) like cartoony shows like he was loving Paw Patrol that's fine so far I haven't heard anything weird in Paw Patrol oh that's good um but I did see someone talk about in this Facebook group recently uh, there is a YouTuber and her Mm. name is Hey Macy that's that's the I saw this too have you seen it I haven't watched it but I saw this mentioned just recently yeah I mean I turned it on the other day just to see what the hype was all about because I'm not a Miss Rachel fan at all I am not she weirds me out the baby talk I don't enjoy the octave I don't it's like a dog whistle or something to me I hate it it's rough it's rough and I'm not gonna lie hey Macy is pretty similar similar. (laughs) and I think it's just like that speech therapy tone that has to to be achieved yes like they pick up on whatever you know faster when they hear it in these tones so to have it on is a little difficult to listen to Mm. but if it's gonna help my kids speech development I'll yeah. leave it on for a little bit and knowing that nothing you know like weird messaging is going to come up through right. it like Miss Rachel does so I know it's like you know can we just focus on learning how to talk do we have to right. go into all these extra things my kid doesn't even know like 
what a banana is. You know, right, like, right. You know, <laughs> learn about this they, them, binary, all this stuff. I know. Like, I, somebody that I went to high school with posted a photo of her child the other day. And he had on a shirt and it said, trans rights are human rights. And I thought, your child is not even two. Like, why are you making this a p- political statement? Yeah. That really rubbed me the wrong way. And I hate, I hate, and, and it goes both ways. I don't like kids being political pawns on either end of the spectrum. I just don't really see it happening on the right end of the spectrum. Agreed. I just, it just seems that they are talking points and, oh, you know, feminist baby and anti-racist baby. And, and I'm thinking, why are these books on shelves? Exactly. Like, I don't even like going to the library hardly anymore because oh, the books are just on full display in my face of like, I mean, you know, all all the woke things. And it's I know. like... My kid just wants to look at Lightning McQueen books. Can we put those out? <laughs> exactly. I saw something the other day, actually, that because of the hidden agendas in so many children's books and you can't just trust anything anymore, um, what a lot of parents are doing is when they find books that have objectionable things in them, it's always awkward to be confrontational, right? And to bring it up to the library and to be like, what the hell is this doing on the shelf? Sure. So what you might be tempted to do is take the book and hide it behind the bookshelf or, you know, shove it somewhere that maybe they won't find it Mm -hmm. or whatever. I heard someone that works at a library, she's a librarian, talking about this and saying, you know what, that is actually a very bad thing to do because... What it does is if if they can't find the book, if someone's looking for it and they can't find it, it gets flagged as lost. If it gets flagged as lost, it looks like someone has been checking it out or wanted to read it and took it and forgot to check it out. It makes it look like it's in demand and in circulation. Basically, like ups the count of how many people are interested and checked it out. So as uncomfortable as it is, and I feel like this is the unfortunate thing about being a parent these days is just getting used to being confrontational all the time right. about everything. It like really what you should do is is mention it to the librarian. And and I hate having to do that, but just the more you know. Wow. You know? <laughs> it, it's exhausting, really. It is. It is. In today's world it's like, why can't things just be simple like they used to be for us? I know. I, I, yeah, I mean, that's the thing is I just keep leaning on things that were around when we were kids because I'm like, well, I know that there wasn't any weird messaging in those. All right. Well, I really wanted to have time to talk to Nika about the mom things that we never get to chat about when Emily's here. So um, that leaves us short on time for weekly recs this week, but that's okay. Emily and I will be back next week with all the things to talk about. I do, however, have a correction to my rec last week, which was Joey B's, if you forgot. And I said they have two locations. I lied. They have three locations. And I've actually been to all three locations. <laughs> so, so my bad. Um, and they're all three fantastic. Uh, but I still stand by the fact that the Manchester location has the best patio. So check them out if you want brunch and patio. The South County one is the one I forgot to mention. They're fantastic. I'm so sorry, South County. You, you rock. And the one on the hill is the OG in my mind. And I think it might actually be the first one that open but they're great so check them out and nika thank you so much for being with us this week (laughs) thanks for having me this is so fun awesome well we will see you guys next week when emily is back on sr1 sundays on news talk stl S.